At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's all personal. You know, everyone's got different situations they're dealing with. So we all have really unique challenges to our life. And I'm 45 years old, man. There's a lot of going on. So, you know, you just got to try to figure out life the best you can. And it's a uh, continuous process. Welcome on in. BeckQL Daily right here on the BeckQL Network. Joe G joined by J-Rod, Jim Rodriguez this week. Excited to get going. We got a lot to talk about. I mean, we got college football to react to over the weekend, J-Rod. We'll look forward to week one of the college football season. A lot of NFL, some more injuries in the preseason, which uh, could be a big deal as we move forward. And, of course, uh, we'll do some baseball today. But, J-Rod, how you doing, man? We heard from uh, some Tom Brady there. That might be the most relatable he's ever been. We all got a lot of bleep going on, right? Tell you what, today of all days, it's been a wild one. Nothing like when the school bus doesn't show up. So it's always a good way to start a Monday. We definitely got a case of the Mondays here in South Florida. So, but we're fighting through it and, you know, living the good life, right? That's what happens when you live in paradise. I hear you. I, uh, I, um, I have a case of the Mondays too. So we had the opposite this morning. So my kids get on the bus. The bus came early. So we're running down the street trying to make sure we catch that bus. So we, uh, yes, the case of the Mondays for everyone here. Uh, but J-Rod, excited to do the show with you this week. And a lot of places we can start. Look, let's just start some NFL because we, we finished the preseason. We're on forward now to week one, just a couple weeks away. The Thursday night game between the Bills and the uh, the Rams coming up in, in about 10 days. But the one thing that keeps standing out to me, J-Rod, just watching the preseason is teams that are playing their players and, and those guys are getting hurt. I mean, it's it's – we're, so many teams now don't play their guys, right? They, they take a very cautious approach, and yet some don't. I mean, T.J. Watt got hurt in the Steelers game. Deontay Johnson got hurt. I know Sam Darnold's going to be a backup for the Panthers, but he got hurt. And, they, and J-Rod, I was watching the Eagles-Dolphins game down in your neck of the woods on Saturday, and I'm watching Tua out there, Tyreek Hill. Now, luckily, those guys didn't get hurt in the game, but it's fascinating. Some teams say, no, 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 we're being really cautious. We're not putting any of our guys in the field. And some teams play their guys, and unfortunately, some of these guys are getting hurt. Yeah, I mean, you know, we have Dak Prescott, for example, for the Cowboys. He didn't sniff the field. I think there, there's, there has to be a fine line here, and I think the fact that there's only three preseason games and there's this, you know, week and a half, 12-day stretch before between the end of the preseason and when the season starts, I think is kind of baked into maybe some minor tweaks or injuries. Now, obviously, if you've got a wrecked knee or a wrecked shoulder, you're done. doesn't matter whether you get hurt you know, or in training camp first day or, or the day before the regular season. So I think that's kind of baked in there. But what I'm worried about more than anything else is that Tampa Bay offensive line. I mean, you talk about Tom Brady saying, yeah, I got a lot of bleep going on. He's got a lot of bleep going on on the football field. Like, who's going to 
protect him. All of a sudden, that that opener against the Cowboys, I, I'm almost beginning to start to like the Cowboys in that game. Oh, me too. We're going to talk next segment about the lines that have moved and, and kind of our first look at week one. That line has moved, J-Rod. That was two and a half a couple months ago. It's down to one and a half now. So that is looked at as a very, you know, kind of a toss-up game. I think the biggest reason is, you're right, that offensive line, the injuries there for the uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then it sounds like this T.J. Watt thing is probably going to be minor, but man, Thibodeau last week, T.J. Watt this week, these defensive linemen, linebackers, their knees, like these, these the blocks at their knees. I just, I, I don't know, I don't know how you feel about it. I couldn't play my guys in the last preseason game. If I got a star player, a TJ Watt, the, one of the best defense players in the league, I couldn't put him out there in the last preseason game. That's risky. Yeah, yeah. To 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 me, especially a game like the like football, where we're it's a collision. Even even if you're going at half speed, it's almost worse because you're almost tendency to get hurt if you're not playing at full speed. It, there's so many arguments. Hey, you can get hurt in training camp. You can get hurt in practice. You can get hurt in a game. You you got to play your guys. I, I again, I'd rather if, if I'm going to see an injury, you'd rather see it when it counts and and not put yourself behind the eight ball. That's a tough. That's a tough sort of way for an organization a general manager a head coach to kind of run their their offense is, is who do you play and who not who not do you play I, I it's it's tricky I mean I think you got to play your guys I mean you they're not going to forget how to play you know Dak Prescott right. isn't going to forget how to play for not playing in the preseason but man to, to all of a sudden just throw them out there week one ready to go that's tough too of course it, yeah that, that's why these coaches not everyone does the same right you got some guys like Mike Tomlin Throwing their guys out there. Some guy, you know, Mike McDaniel threw his guys out there on on uh, Saturday night. Some guys do not. So we got a lot of NFL to get to today. We'll look forward uh, and we'll make sure we uh, we have ourselves a fun discussion about week one coming up in a few minutes. But we had week zero this past weekend. I know you were on Bet Nation yesterday. Uh, you were talking about it. But, man, the biggest takeaway for me, you know, for, from this past weekend, that game Saturday over in Dublin Nebraska, Northwestern, last week on the show we talked about, I couldn't believe, J-Rod, the books were giving us almost two touchdowns to fade Scott Frost. Two touchdowns, 13 and a half, I was all over it. I said, all right, maybe Nebraska wins, maybe they figure out a way to win a close game, but I'm taking the points. And then you watch that game play out, they're up 11, and I'm watching Scott Frost with the onside kick, and I'm saying, he just gave me the game. That was a gift. That game was going Nebraska's way, and he gave it to them. My mom, God rest her soul, used to have a saying that when you start meddling with a piece, with a pie, you start putting your finger in the pie, all of a sudden the pie starts tasting less like a pie and more like a finger. And that is what Scott Frost has done. That whole program tastes like a finger. You know, it, it, it's awful. He, he, he stripped himself or was stripped of the play calling abilities. Fine, that's working. Get out of the way, buddy, and, and, and especially a, an onside kick in that part of the game. I know we said, hey, I thought we had the momentum. Yeah, yeah, you did, and you completely ruined it. And at this point, listen, I went to Creighton University, which is the Harvard of the Midwest, and I've always wondered, you know, we used to make fun of Nebraska uh, because we say the N on the helmet stands for knowledge, and that clearly is how it is right now with, with Scott Frost and that university. Another game that's seven straight losses – Oklahoma is waiting in, in three weeks. You almost got to wonder, have we, have we reached the end of the rope? Is that it for Scott Frost? I mean, he's got North Dakota and Georgia Southern before Oklahoma, but I, this has got to be it, right? There, there are no more, there's no more safety net for him in Lincoln. 
No, no, it's there can't be. And I mean, think about it. before the season, they took his play calling duties away, right? They're already starting the process of moving on from Scott Frost. And man, I, I understand sometimes, in especially in football, J Rod, close games, toss ups, right? You, you sometimes you win sure. a bunch of them, sometimes you lose a bunch of them. But the common denominator on this team for the past three, they can't win any close games. Every time it's a seven point game, three point game, they lose it. That's coaching. Like at some point, if they lose all of these games that are that are tight at the end, that's got to be on him. I, I, I'm with you. I don't think he survives the season. You know, you mentioned Oklahoma game coming up in a few weeks. That could be an embarrassment. And I just am happy that we got to fade Scott Frost at least one more time before he's out of there in a couple <laughs> weeks. And by the way, their 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 over under win total was seven coming into this Unreal. season. I mean, I hope we I hope we hammered that under. Oh, yeah. Joe O last week was all over. It was one of his favorite bets for the season. Under the seven on Nebraska, you had to. It's it's not a good enough football team, and it's it's not well coached enough, uh, even with the transfer quarterback, Casey Thompson. So 31-28, Northwestern wins, obviously covers as the dog. The other one I was, I was paying attention to a little bit on Saturday night. I was like, oh, the Hawaii game, Saturday night, late. That was not even a contest. Vandy, 63-10 to over Hawaii. That – the best game of the day was clearly the Scott Frost game. And then as that day went on, Jay Wright, I was like, all right, can we get to week one now? I want to watch all the really good teams because there were a lot of, you know, not so good teams the rest of Saturday. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, I will say this, Willie Taggart and, and the Florida Atlantic Owls gave me a nice little gift laying those seven against Charlotte. That was an easy, easy cover there. You know, and Utah State making some noise, calling yeah. out, saying that they want Alabama. Well, you got it, pal. You got Alabama coming up. That's going to be crazy. And I tell you, these week one games, and we're going to get into it with these mammoth spreads, I don't know. I'm not too confident with these 30-plus point spreads. It's going to be interesting to see if if we've got the uh, – uh, fortitude, for lack of a better word, to 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 take those thirty points uh, in, in these contests that we're going to be talking about later on. Yeah, there's a lot of them. You know, it's one. Th- it's like you know, the NFL. We never have to worry about this. I mean, it's it's rare you see a number what over thirteen or fourteen in the NFL. It's yeah. always yeah. it. You know, th- then the games are always pretty tight in college, though, especially early. And we'll get to week one. You see a ton of those. So. Um, that's going to be fascinating whether or not we're on that side of it. Last thing, college football. How about this note? Michigan's going to start two different quarterbacks first two games, Caden uh, McNamara and then J.J. McCarthy. What do you think about that? I I always think if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have any, and you can't figure out what you're doing. I mean, Harbaugh had a great year last year, and he knows what he's doing, but that's a little odd to start two quarterbacks. Like, what if the first guy 
Like, what if the first quarterback goes out there and lights it up? He doesn't play the next week? That's so strange to me. Yeah, I think you're doing a disservice to the offensive line. I think you're doing a disservice to your wide receivers. You're doing a disservice to those, to, to those kids that are that are trying to figure out who's going to play because all of a sudden, you know, what is what is a quarterback's job? It's about momentum. It's about flow, you know, generalship, leading an offense, being able to trust a wide receiver, that wide receiver trusting that quarterback. And if you're going to have a, a new set, you know, it's, it's like almost having like a new offensive coordinator if you're, if you're a quarterback. You know, these kids are going to come in. These quarterbacks are going to come in fired up. Hey, this is my game. And then the, the second quarterback, this is my game. And these offensive linemen, you know, they're trying to learn the tendencies. They're trying to learn how much they can, you know, how much time they really have. Can they, can he's, can he scramble these wide receivers? This is how he throws the ball. I think you're causing more havoc than anything else. And I guess that's where, where you go back to, you know, again, the, the pie starts to taste like a finger. You start being too cute. You can't be the smartest guy in the room and have to prove it to me. You just are. And, and I think that's yeah. that's a recipe for disaster. And I think, you know, Harbaugh and, and Michigan, I know he's playing with house money now. He can do what he, he thinks he can do whatever he wants because he finally got over the hump. But that seems to be like just a recipe for disaster. I'm with you. It does. It, and, and, you know, and listen, we've all had delicious, whether it be pumpkin pie, apple pie, peach pie, whatever, yes. blueberry pie. You don't want that. Get that finger out of there. Let, let's let's just make sure we have the delicious pies the way they're supposed to be baked, the way they're supposed to be baked in, in that oven. Um, that, that's the way they're supposed to be. But, yes, I'm with you. Sometimes these coaches, they get involved too much. All right, J-Rod, a little baseball here from the weekend. As the playoff races, it's, it's interesting watching um, how this is all forming here. It feels like, other than the NL East and the AL Central, we kind of know who's going to win these divisions. There's not really many great races. I mean, the Cardinals now are up six games on Milwaukee. So it's it's the, there's few races there. The ones that are interesting from my perspective are who wins the East, Mets or Braves? Who wins that Central? I, I still like the Guardians. I think you and I were on them earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. But how about that wild card race in the AL, J-Rod? The Baltimore Orioles will not go away. They're still there. They are only a game and a half out behind uh, Tampa, Seattle, Toronto. Game and a half behind Toronto right now for that last spot. They won the series this weekend in Houston against the Astros. Jared, I like this Baltimore team. I, I am hoping they make the playoffs, and you still get a good number on them to make the playoffs, and their World Series odds, like, they're gigantic if you want to throw a little something on them. But I think they have it. I think they can make the playoffs here. I think baseball is the ultimate game, Joe, that, that it's all about momentum, and it's all about mm-hmm. you come to the ballpark, you start feeling it. You know, this is the first time they've played meaningful games in Baltimore this late of the season in, in what, a decade? Maybe since Buck was last there, Buck Showalter was wow. last there. Yep. So I think they're starting to believe. The only thing that 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 got me a little bit that could have been uh, troublesome in, in the clubhouse is that at the trading deadline, Baltimore was a seller. So they didn't even – the organization seemingly didn't even believe that they were that good. And yet here they are just a game and a half out and that jumble between Tampa and Seattle and Toronto. You know, Tampa Bay is finally starting to hit their stride. They've won 12 out of the last 17, and they've pushed themselves to be the top wild card team. But I think if you're Baltimore – you know, again, you're playing with house money. Why not? You're confident. You're pitching well. You know, uh, you know. You, you, all of a sudden, these we're starting to get you know names like Cedric Mullins and Ryan Mountcastle and Ashley Rush. I mean, all of a sudden, these guys are like they went from who are these guys to oh yeah, these, this is the core of the Orioles. And I think you know if they can get some decent starting pitching 
and 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 they gave away their 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 best their best player in the in, in the pitching staff was was their closer and and their setup guy. They gave those guys away at the trading deadline, so that's a little troublesome to me. But if they can hang around, they could definitely be spoilers, and they could definitely sneak in because Toronto just has no doesn't have the pitching, in my opinion, to mm. take to win a playoff series and may not have the pitching to get into a playoff series. Seattle's rejuvenated and Tampa Bay's all of a sudden thrown the the, the throttle down. But this is amazing. This is an amazing run, and it's good for baseball, and it's good for Baltimore. You know, the 30th anniversary of Camden Yards. It's a good baseball town, and they're starting to remember that. Oh, my, my, father-in-law, my father-in-law used to have season tickets down there. My wife's from down there. They love baseball in Baltimore. You're right. It's a great yeah. town. I hope they make it. Uh, the other end of the spectrum, though, I know a team that – that you love and follow the Dodgers 50 games over 500. This is the shortest number now to win the world series. I've seen them all year. They're down to three to one. You know, they hung out like four fifty four plus three fifty. It's down to three to one. I mean, Jared, they're 50 games over 500. This is it's They're a machine. I just am amazed. They just win every day. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's it, it, being a Dodger fan. I even recognize that is obnoxious. Being fifty games above five hundred. That's just that's just 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 like come on, man. Give give. But at the same time, you know, we I took my son. We went to the game Saturday. Uh, Mookie hit a home run, and Sandy Alcantara figured out he was tipping his pitches. That's why the Dodgers lit him up over at Dodger Stadium, and he came back through a complete game, one run, ten strikeout performance. But Dodgers were coming off a run where they won forty one out of fifty. And that's it's not the first time they've done it. I think what's amazing to me, Dave Roberts won't win manager of the year because I think the hardest thing to do is, is to me, the hardest thing to do is win when you're, you're supposed to win, and, and that's not rewarded enough. But the Dodgers have been a mess. I mean, Walker Bueller's out for the year. Kershaw's been a mess. The bullpen is a disaster. What they've been able to do is quite remarkable considering the injuries. It is. It is remarkable. They are a juggernaut. We'll talk some NFL next. Week one, we'll look ahead to the Lions. Week one NFL season next, right here on the BetQL Network. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL.